Destructo Discourse Good Time. This is the penultimate episode of a Dragon Ball GT rewatch podcast. I am your host, Jason, and joining me on the Discourse this week is Dave. Can't believe we're, we're almost there. <laughs> and Melissa. I can see the finish line. And Theo. This isn't even my final form. <laughs> <laughs> So how are we feeling? Like, it literally, the next recording will be the end of GT. The very end. Good. The, can I say, these episodes were a delight. They were good. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, if it keeps going like this, it's a, it, it's a strong ending. Yeah, I had, I had fun this week. I'm, a lot of my emotions are about, like, where have you been? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Where have you been this whole show? Yeah. I also realized something that actually made me like this whole saga in concept a lot more, which of course mm. just means I wish even more that it had you know, lived up to its potential, but it is still interesting. I feel like the thing about GT and the thing about GT lore is that like it's very hit or miss depending on the fan. Like Some people love it, some people hate it. There are very few that are very like meh about GT, but I will say that the the action figures, the little the mm. moments and choices produced in GT, find a lot of purchase in like Xeno heroes space where they want mm. like you know Xeno Super Saiyan for Goku fighting against this dark Shenron and that dark Shenron because a lot of the Xeno stuff is just like smashing together the action figures as hard as you can and see what happens. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's the heart of Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Truly. It's, it's hard to argue with. <laughs> but it's about the feelings underneath the action figures being banged together. Mm -hmm. I feel like Z answers better, but why these action figures and why the smashing? Yes. And then Hero says... We're going to just make as many action figures as we can. We're going to let... They're snapping off parts of action figures to snap onto other action figures for heroes and Xeno stuff. Well, it's like, We've those, got like those... Those X-Men figures that have, like... You buy a figure of Jubilee, but it comes with the leg of a Sentinel. And you, and you gotta collect the whole set to make this other character that you may or may not actually always... want. There was always something so bone-chilling about things like that when they did those, like, part of another action figure in your action figure. Mm -hmm. It's like this toy company just sent you, like, a hostage letter with, like, the <laughs> ear of someone you care about. <laughs> Buy the rest of this set, see? Or you'll never see the, re the complete Sentinel again. The nice Sentinel you got there. Yeah. <laughs> Before we get into uh, tonight's uh, episodes, I, I do have a question for everyone. Yes? Have you ever... Say... Have you ever eaten something that maybe you shouldn't be eating? I mean, yep. that's my mm -hmm. entire life. <laughs> that's how bad my diet is. 
I mean, that something may or may not be a mythical Dragon Ball, but we'll get to that. Um, Thea, you said you had something? Oh, yes. So, I... Oh, boy. Elementary <laughs> school me was had some strange ideas about, like, popularity and what made one a quote-unquote cool kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of my attempts at this, I had a uh, party trick, which was... <laughs> Eating a napkin. <laughs> Just, hey, look what I can do. Pretty cool, huh? I love... Th- <laughs> oh, he's eating the whole napkin. <laughs> now, was this a, was this cloth? Was this paper? We got a Paper. Okay. Paper napkin. Oh, Jesus. Cl- cloth would be cloth. very ambitious. Oh, no, fibrous, I, I couldn't handle cloth. But I ambitious. I also ate my own homework once. Ah... <laughs> You're, That's you're, one way to get out of yeah, it. Yeah, you're getting out ahead of it. <laughs> you're putting your dog out of a job. See, I never, see, I never owned a dog as a kid. Um, still don't, but never did. And you know, I didn't realize that I could have gotten away with the dog ate my homework bit. I could have just been a do-it-yourselfer. You yeah. see, yeah. I lacked, I lacked that initiative. Mm-hmm. I, I had the, the, my dog ate all of. Not all. A case of the chocolate bars I was supposed to be selling. Ooh. Oh no! She was okay. Uh-uh. okay. I had to go to bed. Good. She was okay. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I honestly, I feel like I've told this story on this podcast before, and I don't remember under what context. <laughs> but uh, I was at a restaurant once and uh, had leftovers. And I think this was when I was in elementary school as well. And got the leftovers packed up. And there was like a little piece of, like a little thing of sauce on the top of the, um, on the top of the, the to-go container. <laughs> and so I just kind of like wiped it with my finger and stuck it in my mouth. And it was totally just like dishwater. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Um, but- the dishwater. Yeah, and that was, I mean, you, like, you already ate your food, so, like, it's not, like, you have something there to eat to get the taste out of your mouth. <laughs> You're not mopping up anything, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. That was, Ooh. that was bad. I also once just ate What's... a lemon just because it was there. Just a straight-up lemon. And Did... immediately regretted it. But I did you finish the lemon? No, it was just like like a wedge of lemon that came on the side. I was gonna say because that's the important question Mm -hmm. here. Yeah, yeah. But I just like bit into that sucker, and then you bit into it like you were trying to prove a point. Yeah, (laughs) and my brain said, "Wait, why? 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 Stop!" I, well, I used to do that as a kid. I, I would not bite lemons, but I would do like the thing where you put the put the wedge in your mouth and, and chomp a bit to get the juice because mm-hmm. I like the sour flavors. I don't know if that's something that I shouldn't have been eating. It's just it's it maybe strange, but it's not good for your teeth. No, yeah, you're right. Got that that citric. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever eaten anything that I shouldn't have eaten. Eaten. I would say um, the only times like I have those situations are well after I'd eaten it and my 
my stomach told me you should not have eaten that. <laughs> my mouth says, mm, yum, yum, delicious. I've got a pretty... I've got a pretty sensitive composition in terms of in terms of gastrointestinal fortitude, and my and it's created it's created such strife with me emotionally because, you know, the digestive tract it's, it's one big long tunnel that that sends you different different signals to your brain, and there are some foods that like the top of the roller coaster ride says <laughs> yum 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 delicious great flavors lovely textures you're having a great time you're having a wonderful day. Then three or four hours later, later on, you get some communication from down in the channel that says, "Oh no no no, you fucked up upon this day." <laughs> oh. oh no no, now you're now you're gonna go lie down. Now is what you're gonna do. Tonight you're having saltines and ginger this, ale. The story of a lactose intolerant person who loves cheese. Oof. Yep. What was that? <laughs> was that romantic? What was that romantic comedy? Was it Meg Ryan? Where she's on a train in Europe and she eats the cheese and she goes, lactose intolerance. <laughs> I, as far as my personal uh, research has shown, all people who are lactose intolerant fucking love cheese. <laughs> yeah, the first person that comes to mind. Yep, correct. See, okay, I... it was Meg Ryan and the movie I think was French Kiss. I see. Mm. Yeah. Anywho. Just so I don't get tweeted at. So I, I don't think there's any specific instance. I will say, oh, actually, you know what? There is a, there is a specific, like, all of my stories fall under the tummy trouble category, but there was a specific instance where, like, I was, like, 22, 23, um, my roommate at the time and his girlfriend at the time brought over some, uh, pizza. And I was like, ooh, yum, can I have some pizza? I was like, they're like, yeah, sure. Um... And I took a bite, and I'm like, oh, wow, this is pretty good. What kind is it? And they're like, uh, it was at the, it was at the Walmart for, like, five bucks. Mm. Oh. And the flavor I've determined later was just meat, I guess. Just meats. <laughs> and then... The, fla the flavor was Walmart. The flavor... <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Save money, pray for death. Walmart. Um... <laughs> Because that was me, like, an hour later, there was just, there there was just the, the Grim Reaper with an abacus slowly moving one bead over to the left, looking at me dead in the face like, you, you, you ate that, you did that, is what you did. You done did it to yourself. You done did it. Yeah, I guess I once, when I was much, much, much younger, I, uh, uh, I saw, like, a random, like, a tiny, like, like a very tiny puddle of clear liquid like sitting on top of a toy box and I touched it and put something in my mouth it turned out it was a little bit of like cleaning solution that uh, that had spilled out by accident while my mom was cleaning it that was that, that wasn't a fun day that's the power of pine saw baby no exactly <laughs> that is not a tasty treat mm -mm. no can I just add I had a friend who in junior high or high school ate a mechanical pencil. Oh. <laughs> okay, well, well, hold Just on. Just straight up ate moment. it. The, <laughs> piece by the, piece. Okay, well, bit by bit, it fell yeah. under it fell under their spell. Yep. Hang on. You're, like, the press has some questions here. Like, <laughs> you're, 
Uh, we're, you're like at the podium with like the five different microphones taped to it, right? <laughs> From different news. Or... Okay, the press secretary. So we're talking about like, like plastic, the eraser, yeah. all the lead, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. And did, okay. did they live? Yeah. Well, that's good. That is good. <laughs> he was just bored in class. All right. I have eaten Play-Doh, but I mean, that's, a, that's just a Everybody. rite of passage. Yeah. It's delicious. Oh, yeah. yeah. Non-toxic for a reason, because I know kids like me. It's mm -hmm. <laughs> true, yeah. Pretty colors gotta taste good. Yeah. Yeah, that's science, that's what, right? Taste the rainbow. That's what, yeah, taste the rainbow. That's what all the commercials I was watching at the time was, were telling me. Right. You're just following instructions. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, before we get into it, uh, let me just pop open the... Wait a minute. There's no poems in the hyperbolic rhyme chamber. Uh, we forgot to reload it. I know. Dang it. We, we left them... Did we leave them in too long? <laughs> They're all overbaked. Mmm. hate when that happens. Well, we'll be, we'll be sure to, to come back at you with some uh, fresh Dragon Ball-related poetry for the finale, but in the meantime... In the meantime, if you, the listeners, would like to submit some of your own to be uh, read on the very last episode of GT, uh, feel free to write to us at destructivediscourse at gmail.com. And if you would be so kind as to include name and pronoun so we can refer to you, that would be wonderful. And without further ado, are we ready? Ready to go. <laughs> I'm all powered up. Uh, we're watching uh, episodes 59, 60, and 61 on Funimation now. Uh, some of us switch in between the, the dub and the sub, or just stick into one or the other. Uh, and we begin with episode 59, Super Saiyan 4 Vegeta. The Japanese title roughly translates to Friend or Foe? <laughs> Giant Ape Vegeta on the Rampage. Yes! Cross it off the board. Yeah! We have friend or foe! <laughs> Confetti falls from the ceiling. We did it, everyone. You said before we recorded like that you lost your shit when you saw the Japanese title, Melissa, and I was like, what insanely no. long, outrageous thing are we going to have? I was not ready. No, this is not the one. This, oh, oh, no. It's not the one. Oh, okay. Hold, well, that was hold the fuck on, kids. That, that was it enough, gets better. But okay, now I'm even more excited. Holy crap. <laughs> we open with our heroes facing off against Omega Shenron, powered up with all seven of the cracked Dragon Balls. Ah. The narrator mm -hmm. asks, how will Goku overcome this enemy? And it instantly goes to the title Super Saiyan 4 Vegeta. I <laughs> like, you know, too. It's like, ask, ask that answer. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Gohan can't tell who's got the higher power level here. It's, uh, it's muddled right now. But Omega makes everything explode around him, sending the Greek chorus flying away in the shockwave. Omega it's describes. It's a cool shockwave. It is. Everyone's flying away in, in in panic. Omega describes the desolate landscape as a perfect graveyard with broken buildings marking the tombstones, and Goku delivers a very big cool guy line, which he says, "All we need now is a body." 
<laughs> hey. Hey. And then Omega ruins it by going, no, you misunderstand. It's your grave. <laughs> like, don't don't explain the joke. Yeah, don't explain the You've joke. You've already failed. I like, uh, I, I mean, it's it's the same thing, but I there's something about the uh, the word choice um, in the sub uh, that Shenron says, I just made a gravesite worthy of you. Ooh. To go to. I liked, I liked the... Uh, the feel of that a little better than the grave and the buildings are the tombstones <laughs> and, the, and the and the dirt is the dirt and, and the dirt is the dirt of the, the grave and the body is you <laughs> and the broken glass is like the flowers that we put on the grave uh, the fight commences Goku unleashes an all out assault on Omega but it turns out Omega has Mega Man powers Letting him take on the abilities of all the previous robot masters. I mean, Shadow Dragons. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> his, he, he gets really hot, and then uh, Goku can't punch him because he's too hot. And then he freezes Goku with an ice beam from ice before tearing him up with Oceanus's wind and blasting him with Rage's lightning. And we, we should note that every time a power is activated like that, specific Dragon Ball glows. So that's pretty cool. Mm. I like that. And at least in one case, there was like a ghost of the face of that dragon, right? Yeah. Over over Shenron's, mm-hmm. like a cool after image. Yeah, like this is this is cool powers. This could this good final boss territory. Yeah. yeah. And I realized in these that, like, this is one of the only times in the whole series, and I'm including Z in that. Uh, that I've really bought the gigantic increase in the power scale. Because, really? like, the, the source of their power is the Dragon Balls. Like, mm. it's mm-hmm. the only thing in... One of the only things in the series that has that kind of weight. Like, if anything is going to be more powerful than Majin Buu, like, right. the power should come from something that important. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I honestly am here for it. I wonder too, because I, I know sometimes I like to play this game of like, does the theming of the Shenron like correspond with the wish that was made? Mm-hmm. And sometimes the answer is yes, sometimes the answer is no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The idea behind Sin slash Omega is that he was the most powerful and selfish dragon because he was created by the most selfless wish of creating Namek, and that's, you know, creating a whole planet, right? Mm hmm. Um,. And that's the like the, the scale tips so far in that direction that that's what makes him him, and he also seems to be the only one who refers to like Goku and spoiler alert later Vegeta as like monkeys in the same way that Frieza did. Yeah. So yeah. I'm wondering I mean, if that could also uh, be a reference, other than Baby, obviously. But um, yeah. But yeah, I was also surprised to see it come back a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Goku gets up from. Uh, from this massive onslaught, but Omega presses the assault, knocking Goku through many a building. He gets a little paper cut from some glass. Oof, rough day. He he looks at the uh, he, he looks at the glass, <laughs> and then he realizes uh, when he sees his own face in the in the glass shards that Goku can see again. <laughs> hey, I wonder. 
how long he's been able to see. He just had his eyes shut he just, the whole time. Yeah, he just closed his <laughs> eyes. Yeah. Yep. Hell yeah. <laughs> that seems like a Goku thing to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also uh, love that, like, oof, I look rough. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. I look rough. Hey! <laughs> um, also, uh, the bystanders are getting up from the rubble during all this and there's a back and forth about like i want to rush in and help dad and no don't mm. that that kind of stuff you'll only yeah. get in the way yeah there's a I, there's a lot of that these episodes so yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah which i mean seems like a decent point mm-hmm. like what it what do you what you gonna do yeah mm. so goku decides to do a little little bit of tactics he he feigns blindness for a moment more, long enough to charge up a big beam attack, and he unleashes it right in front of Omega Shenron, nailing him square in the chest. He then follows it up with a golden dragon fist. Hey. That is just apparently his thing now. Yeah. He he blasts the hole right through his chest. Whoa! Must That's ve- his favorite thing to do. Must be very insulting to the uh, uh, to the the dragons. To the other six who are just in the... Like, uh, guys! <laughs> uh, it turns out that this makes him explode! Whoa! Yeah. And everyone, It's all over! Everyone cheers! Yay! Goku did it! Woo. Great job! Chi-Chi says, that's my man! That's <laughs> my man! <laughs> Son, that's my man, Chi-Chi. That's my adult husband! <laughs> 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 oh boy uh, the celebration is cut short as droplets of electric pink slime a la rage Shenron start falling from the sky and begin to reform Ah, oh, beans is that I, I've already forgotten the entire show but th- this isn't how rage Shenron worked was it like cause he was a, a little guy in a was, mech suit of electric yeah. slime he wasn't made of the electric slime no he was just right. a little man the electric slime was I I guess it could be considered his body but it was more in the in the context of the show treated as like a mech basically yeah and also Maybe. like he like sentient pieces that he was talking to and directly right yeah yeah, there's a lot of weird distributed things like that in this show mm-hmm. that have a lot of ambiguity to them. But yeah. It's fine. He just does like a boo and unexplodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goku does one of those. That was my best attack. Oh, I love how on the nose this episode is. Because earlier Goten's like, I don't think we fought anyone this strong before, <laughs> and now we get this. <laughs> It's just, it's very Dragon Ball. It's mm-hmm. very fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Omega activates Natron's shockwave powers, sending everyone flying. And Omega decides to beat up Goku's entire family in front of him in the span of two seconds. <laughs> oh, it's, no. it's, it's pretty funny, but also pretty tragic, because this includes, like, Chi-Chi and, like, Mr. Videl. Satan. And Mr. Right. Satan. Mm-hmm. We Mr. Get a- Satan's eyes come out of his head <laughs> yeah yep. oh buddy i'm glad he lived there <laughs> were spikes on those knees yeah oof maybe they're soft spikes like they're made of like i don't know nerf yeah 
war blood. <laughs> they're, co- yeah. they're, they're cosplay, cosplay spikes. spikes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nerf, it's nerf or nothing. <laughs> it's me, Nerf Shenron. Oh my god. <laughs> I was created by the wish to have a cool paintball fight at a Chuck E. Cheese or whatever. <laughs> laser tag. Oh, laser tag. I was created when you, uh, when when a, when a fifth grader named Tommy blew out the wish on his birthday cake. <laughs> that one took a second to sink in, Jay. <laughs> Very here for it. Dust clears, and all of our heroes are beaten up, with Omega standing above the destruction, smiling. Goku gets back up and zips around and gets Omega's back spikes in a grapple. Goku says, when he gets beat up, he says, I will never quit, ever. And then almost immediately, Omega Shenron asks, you just don't know when to quit, do you? <laughs> he, he just said. I'm not listening. <laughs> Omega has notoriously bad listening skills for this. Yeah, it, it comes back to bite him later. Mm-hmm. Goku gets ready to display, quote, a technique Vegeta used against Majin Buu. In reality, what this is, is uh, Goku's doing a Chiaotzu backpack attack. Yeah. Yep. I don't he know what else not... to call it. Mm-hmm. He does not honor his bravery. Mm-hmm. Gotta cite your sources, Goku. But mm-hmm. this is, you know, it is a move that um, that Vegeta learned by copying it, <laughs> by, by seeing Chiaotzu do it. Mm-hmm. Very true. He got so much out of that, out of that this one is... battle. He learned so much. This is why you always credit the original artist in the original post. <laughs> yes. I w- Vegeta would be the one to repost instead of, uh, oh, or, or he... save, save and repost instead oh, of yeah. He so oh. would. He, he mm. photoshopped out the watermark. Ooh. Oh, yeah, he no. would take that time. Well, mm-hmm. no, let's let's be honest here. He would get Bulma to photoshop out the watermark. <laughs> <laughs> Vegeta's not that good at computers. Chi-Chi uh, decides to run in and interrupt Goku's bad plan. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, side note here, I, I paused and I got a good look at Gohan's gi uh, to see what the symbol was. Uh, it's Goku's symbol. He's he's wearing one of his dad's spares, I guess. Hey. Mm. The symbol that Goku wore and is basically just canonically referred to as like the Goku kanji. It's just uh, he wore it uh, on Namek onward, basically, and it just says Go on it or <laughs> Wisdom, mm. which oddly enough probably makes more sense on. Gohan than on Goku, but that's fine. It's all fine. <laughs> Goku also gets a psychic message from Vegeta, telling Kakarot to knock it off. He can do and that. Guess... He can do that. Okay. Guess I'm what? Sure. Also, Vegeta's here. He he teleports in. Hey, Vegeta's here. It's my good friend Vegeta with his tank top. His tanked uh... top. He comes in to save Goku's stupid butt, and Goku listens to him. (laughs) Vegeta reveals that he has a plan to achieve Super Saiyan 4. Oh my god. What? A plan that requires Bulma, who suddenly arrives with a hover car geared out with satellite Blutzwave equipment. They have a cute little bicker because she's late. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But she says she's Vegeta's princess. I, she's I, she's worth it. 
Listen, above all, I'm Vegeta's princess. Bulma? I love that goddamn line. Yeah. <laughs> Bulma briefs. I mean, Bulma Queen is the, the most universe. important, powerful person on Earth. Like, between this and the end of Baby, like, that is abundantly clear. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's notoriously just the one who makes the plans. Like, yeah. if, if we're going even far back to the beginning of Z, like, they wouldn't have even gotten into space without her. Mm-hmm. I mean, she she's said that this whole thing she felt responsible for because she, or they, no, they said that she was responsible for it because she made the dragon radar. Right. The uh, original dragon that came out when they yeah, did the thing. That set all this off. <laughs> Nobody warned her, though. Nope. Mm-mm. Old Kai looking at you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Bulma flips the switch and starts bombarding Vegeta with Blutz waves. All that Roll that beautiful Blitz footage. (laughs) (laughs) And we get Vegeta grunting and hollering as he starts to transform. Oh no! His tail unfurls and he starts to go bananas. He turns into the the mighty great Uzaru. Good thing Tyler missed this episode. Yep. (laughs) That was his plan this whole time. Oh my god. (laughs) He's not in his stretchy Frieza Force armor this time, so he... Yeah. loses all of his clothing. He's just a big naked ape. Just a, a nude ape. Starts mouth-beaming everything, including the bystanders. <laughs> just taking that statement out of context. A, mm-hmm. nude, a nude ape mouth-beaming. <laughs> uh, Vegeta grabs Goku and gets him in that squeeze grip that Goku, at this point, should be kind of accustomed to. Yeah. yeah Goku, like, gets in position. <laughs> He's yeah. like, alright, here we go! F- further evidence that uh, that Dragon Ball Z is just wrestling. Time to unhinge my jaw! He doesn't, though, thank god. Um, he, Goku is, is yelling at Vegeta to stop, and the last time he says it, he does a Vegeta with the annoyance of a child getting their pigtails pulled. <laughs> <laughs> Cut it out. Maybe he gets himself into a crushing position to remind to remind Vegeta of the time where he crushed Goku with his hands. <laughs> back up, back on Earth, back in the Saiyan saga. It's like, ah, oh, yes, I, this is a familiar sight to me. Sweet memories. Well, this is hilarious mm. to me because he's like, Vegeta, no, it's me, Goku, that you're crushing. I, I feel like if you want, that's not a good argument. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like for Vegeta that's to what stop. He wants to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did, did you not watch the Boo Saga, Goku? <laughs> uh, Vegeta regains control because he realizes he's crushing his good friend Kakarot. Sure. His various energies start to swirl around him, and he turns into a golden gray ape. Uh, before transforming once again in a brilliant flash of light emerging as the invincible mostly invincible Super Saiyan 4 Vegeta He looks so cool Let's break this down It's good Much like Goku he is shirtless with the red fur and the like chest window but instead of Goku's poofy yellow pants Vegeta has some cool jeans 
Oh, I, I interpreted those as like teal leather. It, it, they're very shiny, huh? Like they're tight it, and shiny. Yeah, that could very well be yeah leather leather pantalones. His uh, he's got the naturally because he is Vegeta and he's not a, he's not a, a savage. Mm -hmm. He's got gloves on. Thank you. He lives in a society. <laughs> he's got his gloves. He got his boots. Um, he, his hair is okay. So. I love I his think hair. I like it. I will say this. It is definitely a challenge to make like what is considered Super Saiyan 4 hair while still making it recognizing recognizably Vegeta, right? What we end so up with reads to me like a mullet. And it's I'm very mullet. Yeah, yeah. It's it's party in the back, party on top, smaller parties in the front to the <laughs> to the left and right of of the of the shoulders. Because it still has like on. the two, the two tufts that kind of go in the front, like on Goku, but and you've got the he's back to his full length hair, uh, where instead of the haircut, it's it's that full Vegeta spike that we know and love. But oh. then it just, it just goes into the back like long and flowing. It just keeps happening. It's, it's beautiful. It's like a mountain. <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> There's such an energy about, like, shirtless, mullet, tight leather pants. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> Intense teal eyes Intense with red eyeliner. turquoise, yes. Mm -hmm. Very colorful. This is... I, I love the color difference between him and Goku, because Goku's fur mm -hmm. is, like, kind of pinkish, whereas Vegeta's yeah. is, like, a full red. Yeah, it's, it's more, it's got more brick, brick in the pigment, more mm -hmm. reddish, orangish yeah. notes. Bulma admires her handiwork as she and Chi-Chi get into an argument of who has the more handsome husband. <laughs> Mr. Satan offers himself up as the winner, saying that the Blue River mug obviously belongs to him, mm -hmm. and he gets punched out by both uh, Bulma and Chi-Chi simultaneously. And they say, Get over yourself! Uh, okay. It's a good little moment. I'm so glad Omega Shenron is giving us time to have all these great moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But as Patience is wearing thin, he says, get on with it, quit stalling. So uh, Goku and Vegeta do a, hand a tandem holler and power up. I will say, okay, this is very funny to me. Um, we just see <laughs> where in the foreground is Omega Shenron saying, hurry up, right? Um, and floating into frame is Vegeta and Goku slowly floating into frame looking at each other. <laughs> it's very, like, not, this not is... quite romantic, but like, and it, this is an intense friendship that we get these episodes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. This is very homoerotic. Like, it really or is. At, the, at the very least, homoplatonic. Let's be real it's with ourselves delightful. and each other. It's everything. Like, they're just kind of... They're just kind of like looking, just looking at each other's gains in a respectful way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just you, you can kind of hear them go, "Damn, bro!" under their breath. Game recognized game. <laughs> game recognized game. <laughs> so they holler a bunch. They power up, uh, but Vegeta says, "Wait, wait, 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 wait! If we rush in right now, we'll die. We're still outmatched." Uh, but he suggests a a plan. To defeat Omega. What the Prince if, of Strategy. The Prince of Strategy. Mm -hmm. What if 
they fused with the fusion dance. Yes, 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 yes. Vegeta is very uh, uh, tsundere about this, though. It's just like, <laughs> obviously, if this was, if we had any other option, I wouldn't want to be doing this, Baka, but... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Something amazing happens here in the Japanese version that carries through these episodes. Mm-hmm. That whenever it is called into question whether or not they are going to fuse, Goku is <laughs> insistent that they will figure it out. They will fuse because Vegeta wants to fuse. Because <laughs> it came from Vegeta. Vegeta suggested it. And that is the most amazing thing to Goku and he will not let this moment pass. You, we're going to fuse. You are going to let us have this. <laughs> That's like um, later later on when they're, I think in the in the dub and in a later episode and they're and they're talking about like how they're going to figure out fusing and the Japanese is Goku is like no we're going to fuse because Vegeta it came from Vegeta's mouth that we are going to fuse so it is going to happen. <laughs> God, it's it's very uh, there's there's such a, a nice little a nice little friendship on display in these a connect- episodes. A connection, yeah, You've come hmm. a long way. And uh, that's where we end uh, episode fifty nine. Does anyone have any final thoughts? I I wonder, like, obviously there's probably not much authorial intent behind this, but I wonder what the significance is that. Like, the thing that brought Goku back from being a mighty Uzuru was looking at the Earth and, like, connecting with his granddaughter. Mm-hmm. And what brought Vegeta back was, like, <laughs> strangling Kakarot. <laughs> <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> it's the little things. It really is. It's like, this is the thing that matters the most to you. The thing that, like you define yourself around in relationship to, you know, Goku defines himself as always getting stronger, but also, like, protecting the Earth. Mm-hmm. And Vegeta defines himself with his with his hands wrapped around Goku's throat. Yeah, but I think it's, it's more meaningful than that, because it's, he wants to defeat Goku, sure, but also, like, he wouldn't be, his entire life changed the day he met Goku, is like a turning point so i don't know i think yeah i think yeah. it's it's heartwarming mm-hmm. there was a another little uh exchange um during the goku shenron fight um that i, I enjoyed the japanese translation of mm-hmm. uh when when goku's pressed up against that wall um before the oh i can see moment um and shenron's approaching him saying like oh are you are you dead did you die and <laughs> and goku says uh don't go killing me without my say so and that's when shenron does like the massive gut punch on him mm-hmm. when he's against the wall and then as he like catches him when he falls and tosses him aside he's like that was rude of me to do <laughs> <laughs> episode 60 is super saiyan 4 Fusion. The Japanese title roughly translates to Fusion, the ultimate Super Gogeta. <laughs> okay. And they specifically put in like a hyphen between the syllables mm-hmm. to let you know. To let mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. We got a we got Just a continuation there. 
we open with uh, with the Greek chorus talking about fusion and Pan demanding to know what it is. This is this is going to be a through line throughout this episode of like, why won't anyone tell me about fusion? <laughs> Nobody's given Pan the talk yet. Yeah. <laughs> when two when two super powered beings respect each other very much, <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. they do a funny dance. <laughs> Vegeta complains about it a lot. At this point, I assume that's just part of the... It doesn't work unless Vegeta complains about it enough. Uh, Omega attacks before they can begin the fusion dance, but... Uh, Trunks starts to interfere. Uh, Omega gets him in a headlock, but... Omega is blasted away by Bulma's Blitz Tank! Ah! Oh my god. Mother-son team! Give Bulma a gun! It's a she final already... round of punch, idiots. We she... get to bide time until the hero shows up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Bulma already gave herself a gun, which I think is appropriate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nobody needs to give Bulma a gun. No, she's worth She'll it. She'll build her own. Mm-hmm. She's worth it. Uh, Omega blows up the Blitz tank, but Gohan swoops in at the last minute, and uh, the Saiyan kids fly into action to distract Omega while Kakarot and Vegeta begin their fusing. When, uh, when, when Bulma's being swept away, she I love this face, her angry yelling face mm-hmm. at Shenron. Um, and then the... Uh, I forget in the dub, is she yelling at him about destroying the tank or whatever? Um, yeah, I forget what specifically. Yeah, in the Japanese version, she's uh, calling out the... Uh, calling out the tropes <laughs> she says now look you can't just attack like that all of a sudden can't you say i'll shoot you or i'm gonna blast you or something yeah, she's, she's been around this long enough to have learned the rules yeah you're breaking the tropes in the dub she says um uh she says like how dare you you attack a defenseless lady and for yeah. a second, I was like, "Defenseless? Really? You were you were actively <laughs> you, shooting at him. You were in a tank. Yeah. But tank. then, but then I realized, you know what? Does an armed human still count as defenseless against like a beaming entity? Since like day I, one. Like I feel like yeah. maybe you could get away with that in court. Yeah, I mean, like 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 an ant is not defenseless. Like an ant can bite, they can attack, but they are. Fairly defenseless against people, especially ant. in small numbers. Uh huh. Ant, ant, still ant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and thumb still thumb. <laughs> so yeah, I feel like there's an interesting sort of like uh, ethical question here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Luckily, Omega Shenron cares nothing for ethics. Mm-mm. No. Vegeta wants to get this over with, but Goku is just taking in a moment to soak it in. Just uh. The Saiyan kids fighting Omega to buy them some time. He's just really proud of them. <laughs> yeah, he just stands there. Like, isn't this incredible, Vegeta? Just like he's watching sti- the sti- kids play frisbee at a background backyard barbecue. It's a majestic <laughs> sight, standing around watching our kids get the shit beaten out of them. We're about to fuse, and you're on board with it. <laughs> Takes me back to the Cell Saga. Mm-hmm. Oh. He, this is Ooh. this is one of the first moments where, instead of talking about oh our kids are fighting together, in the Japanese version Goku's just talking about how happy he is that Vegeta suggested 
<laughs> that they fuse. Mm-hmm. I love that. So they manage to do the classic fusion. Ha! And are enveloped with energy. Spoiler alert, they get this right the first time. Oh my Hello. god. That's crazy. Emerging from the light is Gogeta. But not just any Gogeta. We're talking Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta. Oh shit. He's so muscly and strong. He's big and strong. He's got like the Metamoran vest, puffy pant combo. And he's got red hair for some reason. I'm fine with it. It's very good and I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I think like in the anime, this is the first time we've seen Gogeta. Because he only, he's like a movie-only fusion, right? I'm, I'm pretty sure. I forget. The, it's been so long since Z. Yeah. In Z, yeah. we got Vegito with the earrings, yeah. specifically. Right. And yeah. we didn't get Gogeta until, uh, let me see, real quick. Yeah, Gogeta first appears in the movie Dragon Ball Z Fusion Reborn, which we have not seen yet. Oh. And, um... And, uh, spoiler alert, he doesn't appear until, uh, the Dragon Ball Super movie with Broly. Mm. Oh, yeah. So, uh, GT is really the only show version of Gogeta that we see That's in interesting. The canon. That it was yeah. also included in... They kind of incorporated it into Super. Though, I guess, does it appear in Super proper? From what I can tell, just the movie. Wow. But, yeah, here we have. We have Gogeta, and, uh... I'm excited. Woo! That's that's good. It's a good look. The red hair Mm -hmm. with the blue sash on his pants is just... The blue sash Mm. is good. And it it matches the blue eyes. He's got like a... Not quite the turquoise of Super Saiyan 4 Vegeta, but sort of like a... Like a sky blue. The red eyeliner has turned into black, but it's not the evil black eyeliner like babyfied people would have. It's just hero black eyeliner. <laughs> yeah, this is this is no Majin Gogeta. Mm-mm. Omega rushes in, but is blasted away many, many times. Um, and it turns out that Go uh, that Gogeta is moving so fast that he's just punching Omega really hard. He bloodies um, his nose. Mm-hmm. He's got purple blood. Yeah. Yeah. The the blood of a dragon. Sure. <laughs> Omega tries to rider kick Gogeta, but uh, he dodges out of the way, and Omega goes crashing through some buildings and into the dirt. Omega launches many tiny thingy beams at Gogeta, but uh, surprising no one, Gogeta is fine. But he does make a show about, like, appearing fine. Like, he he looks as if he's, like, really getting, getting damaged, but then he's like, ah, just kidding. You really, you worked out a crick in my neck. Yeah. 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 He, he specifically like turns around. It's like, can you do the same thing to my back as well? Yeah. So one thing that I really love about Gogeta is he loves, he loves goofing. He's he a loves little goofs. scamp. He's a little prankster, and I appreciate that. Ah, oh, it's Goku's fun-loving energy, and I guess where Trunks, kid Trunks, got all his fun prank ideas. From, <laughs> got that gene from Vegeta. It's hidden deep. <laughs> Vegeta has a has a secret clown locked deep within his heart. 
that's why he's so on edge about it when Kakarot is a clown. Oh, well, yeah, it, it seemed odd to me at first, and then I realized, oh, yeah, this is a, an opportunity for Vegeta to actually express uh, parts of himself that he feels are he's normally too proud or it's beneath his mm -hmm. dignity. I am the shadow, the true clown. <laughs> oh, my God. It's time for Gogeta's ultimate attack. Uh, he does a multi-form technique, creating many copies of himself, a, a shadow clone jutsu, if you will. Mm -hmm. And he charges up a big Kamehameha, but out of his hands, shoots confetti. What? <laughs> <laughs> God. Where did he get that? Does he get, like, magic confetti summoning powers as being a Super Saiyan 4 fusion? Clearly he synthesized it out of pure uh, key. Yeah. This is the thing he can I do. I mean, if if Gotenks can make a thinking man out of key, make ghosts, yeah. I don't see why confetti's that far away. I guess you get powerful enough, you start getting to break the laws of the universe. Yeah. You can, yeah, you can just Perfect kind of make cell. matter. Perfect Cell was in that, that area, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, Gogeta go gives Omega the, uh, the Song Goku... Um, promise not to hurt anyone and I'll let you go treatment. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Naturally. We all know it. Yeah. Uh, this pisses Omega off and uh, the Dragon Balls all start glowing as Omega charges up a massive planetary death ball. Hell yeah. Oh my god. Uh, but this time he, he puts a little twist on it because normally, you know, big ass ball like lowered slowly into the ground. This time Omega condenses it into a into slightly bigger than a soccer ball it's called the negative karma ball and he finishes charging and hurls it at the earth he he says something like it has all the evil of history in it yeah which like that's a lot of evil wow that's yeah. shit ton of evil yeah that's not yeah. even anything to do with the dragon balls no i don't know what's going on i feel on like here. the villains are making very grand statements in this show because yeah. like like revenge death ball that baby did was very like this is the hatred of the tuffles yeah all of them you know that i've enthralled but never mind that part oob stares on in fatalistic awe while gogeta powers up and prepares to engage he flies out and uh kicks it all right. He just kicks it. He kicks. He just kicks that thing into space where it explodes. Good job. It, uh, we we get more information on on what happens here, but in the moment, I was like, "Yep, just kick that out out of the atmosphere," and I'm sure eventually it'll run into another planet, and <laughs> that's no. a little great, Goku. Now we have to wish for a new new Namek. <laughs> oh no so meanwhile we get a cut to a place we have not been to in a while guess what we're back at super heaven with the kais mm -hmm. Hooray. bickering like a married couple kibito <laughs> kai is getting the fire going to cook some rice it looks like maybe yeah stew kibito notices in the crystal ball that the negative energy enveloping the earth has been lifted and the sky is back to normal colors and not the kaleidoscope kinds we've been seeing. Whoa, how'd that happen? Well, I'll tell ya. Gogeta reveals that when he made contact with the negative karma ball, he <laughs> flooded it with his own positive life force, turning it into his own weapon. 
to dissipate all the negative energy surrounding the Earth. Gogeta literally says good vibes only. <laughs> Gogeta says there's one thing left to do and unleashes a very cool attack that I wish had more build-up called the Big Bang Kamehameha. It's very cool. Yeah. It's a very good attack. It's dope. Like, it's just a like a sphere of light that appears and then just woof, big ass beam. Um, there's a massive explosion and all seven dragon balls fall from the sky. Orange and healthy. Hooray! Well, not all seven dragon balls. <laughs> the wiki says six of the balls. There's one left and it is Sin. He has been knocked back down to his base sin form, still hanging on. And, uh... Kojita prepares one more Big Bang Kamehameha, but right at the last minute, they split back into Goku and Vegeta. They're both surprised because that, that wasn't nearly the time, the arbitrary time limit that we said was a thing. For yeah, this, this is, a, this is an outrage. Learned. This has never happened before. <laughs> Like, and uh, they surmise that because they're both Super Saiyan 4, then that ticks the timer down even faster because they're using so much power. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. that, that fits with what yeah, we saw yeah. in the Boo Saga, so oh, I'll buy that. Fair enough. I just love getting them bickering and Omega Shinron, or Sin Shinron now, sitting mm -hmm. back and letting them figure out what happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, I mentioned last week, that I did not know if there was a happy Goku eye for Super Saiyan 4. And I found out from this episode that there is. Yeah. It's fine. A little it's a little scary, I'll be real. It's a little it's yeah. a little rabid. Especially because we're seeing it now when like the stakes are so high. The stakes are so high and we're seeing just these tiny golden pupils. And the uh, big eyes, and then just red lines all around them. It's, it's very like, Rrr! yeah. Sin laughs at these pitiful fools, and then calls for the Dragon Balls to fly back into his tum tum. No. Here we go again. The Gohan Ball flies out of Pan's hands and swoops towards Sin Shenron. When at the very end, it is caught by Goku. Hey, you can't that have that four star ball. Mm -mm. That's his special Gohan ball. Mm -hmm. That's my grandpa and my son. Mm -hmm. And that is where episode 60 ends. Uh, does anyone have any final thoughts? I do. There was one really sweet, awkward moment uh, where Majub is like in awe of fusion and thinks yeah. it's so cool. And he comes up mm -hmm. to the gang uh, and he's like, does anybody want to fuse with me? I want to fuse. Yeah. fuse. <laughs> Gohan, like, very diplomatically is like, yep, I I hope I get to fuse someday as well. Someday. Uh, and But Majub doesn't take the hint, and he keeps asking, and, like, there's an awkward silence, and he doesn't take the awkward silence as a hint either, and he just keeps pushing. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> I forget who it was, but it's like, um, you have to be equal power levels. Which I don't know why, because I guess Majub is beaten up, so his power level is low, but like, yeah, he's, he's he... way more powerful than them at his normal level, so wouldn't this be good? Right. Yeah, that's yeah. What, that was something I was wondering, too. Like, are they referring that Majub 
doesn't have as much power level, or... They say, in the Japanese, he, I think it's Gohan, says, um, says, we need to get your arm fixed up first. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Huh. I c- yeah, because I, I don't buy that Oob's power level is lower, because he's A, the reincarnation of Kid Buu, B, also absorbed Boo's cartoon man powers, so that's... A lot of power. I mean, <laughs> he's been completely left behind by the power curve at this point. Like he just got here. Yes, Come on. yes, he did. I know. Like, as I'm sh- both, I'm sure Goku and Vegeta, let alone Gogeta, are just just leave him in the dust at this point. Yeah, it was very sad. It's very like that that kid in class that doesn't have many friends. That's just like, do you want? Will you be my? Will you do this project with me? <laughs> yeah. Will you, will you partner with me? But good for him for asking. That's that's the hardest part. You know. <laughs> You're right. Well, it it's the, it, it's one kid going. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. You know, spending the night at your place at some point, and then Uber being the kid going. Well, I mean, we're not doing anything this Friday, so like like trying mm-hmm. to action it. Right. When it was it was left in in vague vague terms at first, mm-hmm. I guess you could argue that Oob is himself like a permafusion of some kind. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll we'll leave those mysteries to uh, to to the stars. No, we won't. Um, <laughs> episode sixty one, the limits of power. I don't believe you. <clears throat> the Japanese title roughly translates to I won't lose. Goku swallows the Sushin Q. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it didn't just translate to the four star ball. <laughs> yeah, the wiki the wiki translates it to the four star ball. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um this show has thrown a lot at us. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. And when I tell you that I did a literal physical double take. <laughs> Upon seeing this title card. <laughs> Goku Goku eats it. <laughs> Excuse me? I was spoiled via future knowledge that this would happen. Mm. Heartbreaking uh, though it may be. Yeah, I have no I I had had no idea and still have no idea where this is going. It, mm, me neither. Uh, I just know that I just remember the clip where it happens. Mm. Um the episode begins with Goku and Vegeta bickering like a married couple over whose fault this is. Uh, Goku insists that the goofy confetti prank energy is just how they are when they are together. Um, this is very Steven Universe. It is. It? It's not. You're not yeah. two people. You're not one person. You're an experience. Experience. That's right. Uh, Vegeta refuses to fuse again because it was just too humiliating striking all those goofy poses the first time. His blushing cheeks. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> he, he is a he is a secret clown. You can't convince me otherwise. I mean, you you know the thing that you most hate about yourself is what you insult other people with. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it doesn't matter because Sin's not going to let them fuse anyway. He punches Goku and Vegeta, knocking the four star into the sky. Uh, Sin grabs it ready to nom it up when Goku snatches it away. And to make sure that Sin doesn't get it back, 
Goku does the episode title and he swallows the four star ball. <laughs> it does not go down smooth. No. Mm -hmm. Immediately, <laughs> Pan goes, Can he do that? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> Jury's out. Vegeta yeah. runs over and is immediately like, Kakarot, drop it. Drop. <laughs> what do you have? What, what is your, what's your mouth? <laughs> Because Goku, like a big smart boy, is choking on it. <laughs> and it's, we see an orb-shaped lump in his throat. It's upsetting. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like the size of an apple. If you just try to, like, swallow an apple whole. <laughs> <laughs> do you, do you ever gonna... do that where you accidentally swallow too big a bite? And it yes. Mm -hmm. oh, yes. That. Sure. It, it and it punches its way down. Oh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you just swallowed a chunk of ice? Mm. That's bad. That's bad content. <laughs> That's bad water. Thank you, Jay. Mm. Goku finally powers through it, I guess, and and literally actually swallows the four star. Right. Okay. Well, now it's safe and sound in a in a flesh prison <laughs> that I guess Sin could very easily reach into and get, but. Never mind the mm -hmm. logistics of that. Sure. Yeah, Sin says, I'm going to have to take your head off to get back at it. And I'm like, I mean, it's gross, but Sin, like, there's an easier way. Yeah. Like, and I mean, there's... and you were going to do that anyway, also. Yeah. Vegeta rushes in, but gets clobbered, and uh, Sin punches Goku and Vegeta, knocking them into a skyscraper. They are trapped in the rubble, desperately trying to, to fuse while they're out of sight, but Vegeta's holding up the the crumbling skyscraper with all of his body. Why? I don't know. There's, There's nobody in it. The, every other building's broken. What's one more? Yeah. Uh, Sin blasts the skyscraper to pieces, and Goku and Vegeta emerge from the rubble, only get uh, only to get clobbered by Sin with little effort. Sin does a uh, why resist feudal mortals sort of speech, and. Uh, and Goku and Vegeta try to fuse again, but Sin interrupts the, the transformation sequence. We get another speech from Goku about it's that how Omega, he, he can't see how Omega delights in harming others and goes into the, you know, you're only hurting yourself when you hurt others, reaping and sowing kind of an argument. I also have a problem with, with a phrase he says, which is, if you want good things to happen in your life, you have to be good. That's not how it works, bud. Mm -mm. No, this is a completely different speech in the Japanese version. Really? Um, where Goku is admitting, like, yeah, you were right. I fucked up. I wasted my shot Oof. at killing you. Huh. Wow. Okay. Fair enough. It's very weird how they try to write dub Goku as more moralizing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, we've, we've encountered that before. It, it doesn't yeah. really feel genuine. Like, the only time it's actually felt genuine was during the uh, Ally to Good, Nightmare to You, like, first Super Saiyan transformation speech. Like, mm -hmm. that was cool. But then afterwards, it just kind of felt 
I don't know, weirdly wedged in. Well, yeah, I mean, they want yeah. they they want him to feel more like a hero as understood by a Western audience, which I don't yeah. think is it's necessary like at all. Yeah. Like, that's not what people care about in Dragon mm -hmm. Ball. Yeah, well, I feel like well, there's that um, that article uh, or that that interview um, that Tyler recently posted in the description of discourse discourse discord. Um, Check it out with uh with toriyama basically saying like goku's not a like he's not your typical like good person hero he just like, wants to get stronger and happens he, to fight the bad guys because that's right. the strong guys yeah. right like it's not i don't know it's a it's an interesting very different kind of hero that's, he's not really a hero he's like a force of pure sportsmanship yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. he he likes yeah. he will fight the strongest thing but if it's a good person he's fighting then it's all about like ooh, we're we're smiling we're having a good time we're finding out who's the strongest yeah yeah and if it's a bad guy then it's like well i'm also doing this to like save the planet and all my friends yeah mm -hmm. it's like but I live here, so, like, hey, don't yeah. blow it up. <laughs> and he tries at every opportunity to, to, you know, get them to amend their ways because probably because he wants a strong sparring partner that won't try to blow up the planet. Yeah. 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 Don't we all? Don't we all? <laughs> yeah, the, the... I'm looking at the quote from Toriyama that says, basically, Son Goku from Dragon Ball doesn't fight for the sake of others, but because he wants to fight against strong guys. It, it, it's hey. depressing to me that Toriyama needed to explain this. <laughs> and that, and that, in the animation animated version, he's always been dissatisfied with the righteous hero type portrayal they gave him. Yeah, they do really push that. Mm -hmm. uh, Sin readies a killing beam at Goku's heart, but is interrupted by a massive chunk of rubble of rubble hurled at his head by Vegeta. Oh, Goku and Vegeta keep saving each other in this like long fight sequence. Yes. Like tackling mm -hmm. each other, so good. calling each other's oh. names, catching mm -hmm. each other. It's great. This is oh. this is just yeah, quenching water at, at an oasis <laughs> for 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 a show that is so predicated upon like Goku and Vegeta interacting with each other in interesting ways. There has been. So little of Goku and Vegeta interacting with each other in interesting ways. This mm. whole show. Well, They're usually Vegeta's... off doing something or possessed. Yeah. Vegeta hasn't been around. Yeah, because GT started out with completely different creative priorities and then switched gears halfway through. And so things like this had to be awkwardly shoved in. Yeah. Until now, when they've actually had enough time to kind of turn the story around. And it's so refreshing to yeah. to watch this happen. It's it's fun. Mm -hmm. I love watching them try to work together and you know half-ass it. Yeah, because it's teamwork, and neither of them are cowards. Mm -hmm. It's just it just goes against <laughs> everything they are naturally. Exactly. Uh, Goten wants to rush in and help like before, but uh, Gohan uh, holds him back, saying that Sin has become far too deadly. Now that he understands the threat that fusion brings. Yeah, I, I mean, Sin is also, like, probably the smartest opponent they've ever faced, uh, which is another yep. thing. And by which I mean he's not a complete moron. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and which, 
I know. Which, <laughs> I, I believe me, I'm aware. Um, but I think that that also, you know, all the power of the Dragon Balls, all like the narrative worthiness and authority that can be mustered, uh, also con conspires to make someone who is like actually intelligent <laughs> and knows how to beat these guys. Well, he's got the intelligence of all seven dragons. Oh boy, that's that's Ooh. also not great. But, oh, uh, if we're talking fusion, he could be. Is this like a like a Steven Universe fluorite seven way fusion? Oh. Like, is he their fury? Is he their patience? Is he a conversation? No I wonder he's. So this feels like a, not a good fusion. This feels like no. a stealing of he's, power. He's just a mm -hmm. mess. Yeah, an absorption more than a fusion, really. Yeah. 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 Big in the wrong way. Oof. <laughs> Man, remember Piccolo? Remember Piccolo? <laughs> yeah. I remember Piccolo. I remember Piccolo. That's why I hold. That's why I made a special segment in my heart at the end of yeah. at the end yeah, of these because I just want to. He deserved it. I just want more. I do. I do love though. Like we were just talking about the shining light in this episode specifically is the. Vegeta and Goku running in to save him or like b block a blast from hitting him mm -hmm. and then Kakarot and Vegeta running over to save Goku and help Goku and just back and forth for the entire episode. It's so good. It's also, it. it's also the very that's, yes. this is also the redeeming factor of um, of Goku's terrible speech about like the world being a fundamentally just place or whatever it is he's fucking babbling, babbling, babbling about. Yeah. Uh, I say as I babble the word babbling. That's, that's, <laughs> I'm getting meta here. Um, but, uh, you know, this is the redeeming factor of that speech, which is that Vegeta, who, like, you know, I'm everything about that, that point is completely counter to him. Vegeta doesn't give a shit about any of this. But he says you should listen to him. Things that Kakarot says often come true, or have a have a habit of coming true, or something like that. Yeah, which uh, which I love because it's uh... he is the main character. Because <laughs> Goku has always been about things that are completely counter to what Vegeta, you know, is naturally inclined to, and it it keeps it keeps bearing out differently for Vegeta. So he's mm -hmm. he's got to be thinking at this point, you know. Well, I mean, he's he's got to have something. Yeah, if you can't beat him, join him, I guess. <laughs> um, meanwhile, we're back in Super Heaven, and Kibito is nervously watching the crystal ball while Old Kai is listening to some tunes. Um, not sure what he's listening to in the Japanese, but in the English dub, he is listening to the GT rap. Of course he is. And he's... singing along to it. Great. Yeah, the the Japanese version, he's listening to Don Don. Ah, okay. Don Kokoro. Uh, old Kai thinks that Kibito is being a little too uptight and he needs to do get some exercise to to chill out. That's a good stress relief technique. I agree. Old Kai kind of um kind of kind of comes in kind of comes through here for me because Old Kai says that he believes Goku excels really well in these high risk scenarios, but if he watches along and gets nervous, he fears that he's going to jinx Goku, and he says you know sometimes. Sometimes it's just better not to look at the crystal ball. You can't do yeah. anything about it. Mm. That's yeah. relatable. Yeah, I respect this this position. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just gotta know when 
it's when you're doom scrolling through through the DBZ fight. <laughs> Log out. Log out. Mm -hmm. Put the phone down. It's about self care. Mm hmm. Although, like two shots later. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That was I. I love that shot. That that was a plus uh, storyboarding choice. Mm hmm. Oh, I didn't put it. Write it down in my notes. What happened again? When uh, when Goku's fighting and Goku gets knocked out, and and uh, old Kai like pushes back in, just like his head just like shoves into frame sideways <laughs> to look at the crystal. <laughs> he's yeah. like, Ah, Goku! <laughs> you know, sometimes he's he gives himself. Uh, sometimes he gives advice that he can't follow all the time. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it'd be like that. It's hard. It is. It's hard to stay away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That app is just on your phone, staring at you. Mm-hmm. The, the sigil of the bird. <laughs> Goku and Vegeta wind up flanking Sin and unleash a Kamehameha slash Final Flash combo. Yeah! This does nothing. But it looks <laughs> cool. It looks it cool, though. At least we got to see Final Flash again. Yep. Sin decides that he's just going to prevent the fusion by just killing one of them. Can't fuse that way. This is bizarre. <laughs> like, I thought that's what you were planning on doing the whole time? Yeah, haven't you been trying to kill them? Yeah. <laughs> it was like, what? So what are we... What has this been, then? Yeah. Um, a, a lot of this, the rest of this episode is going to be fighting... Trying to fuse, failing to fuse, uh, fighting some more, trying to get away, trying to fuse. Da -da 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 -da. Sometimes when they're like trying to fuse and bickering, they, it, I like your word homoplatonic. Like there's a lot of touching of Vegeta, like <laughs> grabbing mm -hmm. Goku's shoulders, like uh, not choking him, but like his hands are on his neck, but in a not choking way. It's very, mm -hmm. very touchy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's an intensity. Yeah. It's good. Goku looks at his battered reflection in the shards of broken glass, but this gives him an idea. What if we did the afterimage technique? Goku and okay. Vegeta... <laughs> sure. Goku and Vegeta start moving very fast and create many afterimages that start making all these different fusion poses. Uh, Sin blasts all the decoys, but it's too late. They managed to get the fusion off. But after the flash of light, Goku and Vegeta still remain. What? No! <gasps> oh my god. Yeah. And Goku and Vegeta are both baffled as to how this happened. They have no idea. They actually start blaming each other. Like, your your fingers weren't pointed all the way. Your toes were in the wrong <laughs> angle. You get the return of Dance Mom Vegeta. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Those were also good times. There was I didn't write it down, but some while they're fighting, Goku's like, "You must have you didn't straight your finger enough." And then when Vegeta's yelling at him, he's like, "Mr. Straight Fingers." <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. He calls him Mr. Straight Fingers. <laughs> Took y'all to come up with that one, I bet. It's a real good one. It's so yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> um, Omega has a change of heart at this. He's like, "Okay, no, no. All right, show me this fusion again. Go, go for it." Try it. Bef before this, there's a little bit of foreshadowing from, I think, Gohan. Mm-hmm. Uh, when 
before this and when the the Greek chorus is is again saying oh we need to go help um, and Gohan is saying I think or was it is it trunks I think it, it might, might be trunks. Been trunks yeah trunks is saying you know maybe it failed because like Goku's been fighting longer so he's probably lower on power and I think Shenron's or Sin's figured that out mm. yeah that makes sense um, so with no interruptions now Goku and Vegeta do another do another fusion dance but mid fuse Goku runs out of power and returns to kid form whoa oops their thingies don't even meet he's too small not even close yeah the episode ends with a uh, Sin, Vegeta, and Kid Goku facing off. Goku declaring that as long as there is breath in his body, he will fight to the very end. And um, in like the last seven <laughs> seconds of this episode, yeah. we get a very strange twist. <laughs> Goku does does a pose of um, of of like I'm gonna. I'm gonna fight to the very end, and then on his forehead appears the four-star ball. What? He's poking out. What? That's I mean, not I where guess, the tubby goes. I guess yeah. he, uh, <laughs> I guess he saw, uh, you know, Sin Shenron and all the other dragons absorb dragon balls into their bodies, so he learned that move. His body remembers. Mm, mm. That's it. That's what this happened. Is... Yeah. This is why Goku's always saying he needs to eat because his his tummy tubes go up to his brain. <laughs> oh, <laughs> got it. What a cliffhanger! I that is an interesting cliffhanger. And like, if you were a kid in the '90s and this was your cliffhanger, I bet maybe you've got like cool fan art of like four star Goku with like the the ball in his in his forehead, and he's got a cool new form coming up. I have no idea what's what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Any final thoughts for episode 61 or any of the episodes we covered today? This was just a breath of fresh air. <laughs> this is really good. Yeah, feels this like, is... Feels like Dragon Ball again. Yeah, this is one of those, like, if all of GT was like this, it would have been fantastic. Yes. It's... This is, like, the... This is the proper mixture of yeah. the Dragon Ball adventure and the Dragon Ball Z muscle karate energy yeah. entwined. Mm -hmm. Like, this is this is what it would have looked like, correctly. Mm -hmm. I just really hope the last three episodes aren't bummers so we get to end on this good energy. I uh, hope so, too. As usual, I have no confidence whatsoever, but I am, <laughs> but I, but I am excited. Uh, it's... I, um... Because, yeah, among other things, it... You know, it has the potential, it shows the potential of, like, you could even make the muscle karate way more interesting. Because, mm -hmm. like I said before, like, all of these last few episodes have been Goku actually legitimately outgunned by something and having to do something really smart. Having uh, to be crafty. To get around it, which, uh, yeah, he, that sounds great. He ate a fucking Dragon Ball! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that kicked ass! They came back at the end here to actually being all about the Dragon Balls again, which that's cool. Um, uh, let's pay a visit to Hell before we uh, before we sign off. Let's let's uh, open a page of the Devil Devil King Diaries. 
Hell yeah. Piccolo's reign over the underworld. What are we going to have him do? So last time he uh, he took he took over Hell and then didn't want the job, so he gave it to Krillin, right? Yeah. <laughs> what does what does Krillin's Hell look like? <laughs> what are, what are Krillin's policies? Mm-hmm. Vis-a-vis Hell. I bet. Okay. I just finished okay. reading the the Sandman Lucifer spinoff, so I'm profoundly equipped. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to think about this this question right now. Um, I would say that Krillin would want to make an amuse. He would want to to rebrand Six 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 Flags into like a Krillin themed amusement park, so that Eighteen and Marin can visit sometime. Oh, that's so sweet. Mm-hmm. And yep. he calls it, uh, I don't know, Chestnut Land because he's based off a of chestnut. Well, I, it's Krillin, so the name has to really suck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, uh, that sounds about right to me. Yeah. I'm, so what kind of Krillin-themed rides are we going to see in Chestnut Land? Like, what's... Is, I, I, I'm just imagining his, a la Mr. Satan, just I, his big dumb face on everything. That would be a part of it, but obviously uh, the Tilt-A-Whirl ride would be the Destructo Disc. Of course. Oh, yes! Yeah. <laughs> Which, like, I mean, there's a lot of places you could take that. Destructo Disc, Funnel Cake. Um, just oh, the, the Destructo, uh, Destructo Disc Pizza. Yeah, oh, yes, of course. Mm, and just natural. like a, you know, like a like an, uh, fairground thing, you know, trying to the throw themes. the rings onto the bottles and yeah. whatnot, but you're throwing Destructo Discs. There's just a lot of good disc-shaped food in yeah. the world. Yeah. And he's yeah. just, he Pancakes. wants so badly for the Destructo Disc to get its due. <laughs> And so he's just <laughs> cramming it all of it into his second chance in the afterlife here. Moichandizing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I, I understand. Um Oof, this is this is really good. Mm-hmm. Um the house the, there's like a there's like a haunted house thing, but it's just haunted with uh with haunts that are based around the things that have killed Krillin. <laughs> Some, so there's so, like a what, tambourine or whatever from dragon ball there's like frieza showing up he's getting some some therapy here some catharsis he's just yeah he's working it out really the horns the horns yeah oh god this uh because of this uh obviously no popcorn on fairgrounds it is a band snack Mm -hmm. it reminds him too much of the of the darkness (laughs) of the bad times christ (laughs) No, no popping-based foods are allowed on, on fairgrounds. <laughs> um, it also includes a uh, Piccolo meditative garden complete with waterfall. Oh, yeah. And so Piccolo beds of roses to lounge I was, in. I was about to say, yes. yeah, you know, he, he has he to leave some a, flowers to, to vibe in. Leave the space open for his main man whenever he wants to, to come by. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah. And maybe with his newfound free time, Piccolo's got a chance to like explore other possible interests you know maybe mm. he's using his clothes beam to open open up a little a little fashion boutique hmm. yeah hmm. So he's, yeah. he uh he has um curbed the fast fashion problem in hell because mm. he all of his clothes are sustainable uh. <laughs> and yeah you know he piccolo's got a good aesthetic so uh 
I would, I would, I would like to think he. Just everyone, everyone in hell right now is just like got the blue gi, the the white shoulder pads, the turban, like the the Dutch clogs. But but he gets endlessly frustrated because instead of trying to come up with cool new aesthetics themselves, everyone just copies him, and that becomes the latest fad. It's the new fashion trend, mm-hmm. right? The cur- the curse of being a successful artist. Mm-hmm. Do you think Deborah pays a visit? Oh, surely. Oh, I hope so. Naturally. But, but He seems like somebody that would appreciate a good amusement park. I was about to say, Piccolo has absolutely no time for this version of Deborah, but he loves the amusement park, and Krillin has a good time. <laughs> yeah, he, he... Well, wait. Did Deborah ever live in hell, or was he, like, from the demon world, which is its own thing? <laughs> the Machio star. Yeah. Or whatever. No. We've got, like... We've got like 500 different kinds of devil flavor in Dragon Ball, and it's a little alarming. We've got like Piccolo Demon King, Devil Machio Star, Deborah from the Demon World, and then we have regular Hell. Yeah. Like, Hell seems to be the most tame of these things. It's just the home for infinite losers. Mm hmm. Uh, the only thing, but the only thing you'll lose in Chestnut Land is your track of time from all the good times <laughs> you're having. Also, maybe your lunch if you take the Destructo World too many times. <laughs> the, all right, all right, Wiki, save me. The Demon Realm, also called Devil World and sometimes Dark Demon Realm, is located <laughs> at the very tip of the universe and is not a part of the living world or other world. It is described as a physical plane opposite that of the known universe. Okay. <laughs> the okay. dark so demon separate world. Thing. So, huh. long story short, it is its own thing. Also, spoiler alert, like, anything bad in in, in any Xeno-related media comes from this place, because it's just kind of the home, the the fountain of infinite baddies to just crawl out of. Mm-hmm. We need a new baddie. He's here. He comes from Devil World to mess up a timeline. All right. It's it's, it's Zeno Deborah. <laughs> yes, Zeno Deborah is a thing. You didn't have Excellent. to. You know, you didn't have to justify that to me. I believe it immediately. <laughs> uh, before we close out tonight, would you uh, care for a four star reading? I, yes, please. I, I, I need it. Wouldn't leave without it. Mm-mm. Uh, what we're going to be doing is we're going to read off a little horoscope for one of our Dragon Ball friends uh, based on their manga debut date, or in this case, canonical debut date, or canonical birthday, rather. Um, remember last week when we said that the like canonical birthday for the Shadow Dragons is like the day the wish that created them right. was made? Mm-hmm. So, there is a birthday for uh, Sin Shenron, who was created to when Namek was revived and all that. I don't know how true this is, but this is what the wiki says. Apparently, all, most of the stuff that happened on Namek, as well as like the wish that undid it, all happened on one day, and it no. all happened on Christmas Eve. What? Oh. It says... <laughs> it says... December 24th. <laughs> I, I believe that it all happened in one day, but but that day is December twenty fourth. That's amazing. <laughs> oh my god. 
I mean, I was it know... one Earth Day or one Namek Day? Because Namek had all those suns. I, I don't know. I have I, I have no idea how they how they treat time. But they they mm -hmm, they said that it's uh twelve twenty four. That's what I'm going with. Yeah, I mean. And by the way, this makes a uh, Sin Shenron a Capricorn. Of course. Yeah. Very yeah. few Capricorns in our roster, but here we have one. <laughs> so, Sin Shenron or Omega, uh, this is your reading. Whether you spend today with your feet on the ground or in an airplane, you're eager and enthusiastic about where your life is going. If you aren't already on your way to a distant land, it's likely that you'll be airborne soon. <laughs> You've achieved tremendous success lately, and that trend is only going to continue. So take a trip to reward yourself for all that hard work. You deserve it. <sighs> you'll be airborne soon. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening to Distracto uh, Discourse Good Time. I appreciate all y'all who tune in every week. Um, if you want to get in touch with us and maybe send us some of that Dragon Ball-related poetry, our last recording is coming up. So, um, actually, get, get it by in the now, time folks. you hear this, yeah, it or, may be too late. But just uh, oh well. get it to us as soon as you can. And uh, send it to uh, DestructoDiscourse at gmail.com. Uh, you can also tweet at us with uh, Destructo underscore disc, D-I-S-C. And if you go to the top pinned tweet on our profile, you'll get a link, an invite to our fan Discord page, the Destructo Discourse Discourse Discord, where you can hang out with us and other fans of the show and talk about fan theories and memes of various kinds. Mm -hmm. uh, Dave, whereabouts could we find you on the internet? Uh, you know, I'm uh, Scythe. P-S-Y-T-H-E on Archive of Our Own. I write fanfiction, rarely, though I did post the new story in the past couple days. Ooh. Ooh. Mm -hmm. uh, Melissa, how about you? I'm on various internet places uh, under Kristaya, K-R-I-S-T-A-I-A. -A. Uh, been, been getting into that Twitch game lately. Uh, yeah. Playing a, lot of, playing a lot of Disco Elysium and and random games in my steam library because i have a lot of them <laughs> <laughs> can't relate <clears throat> uh and theo i don't do much on the internet but sometimes i hop on streams with jason and i'm also a guest on the hot new podcast piecemeal hell yeah we talk about yeah. one piece yeah tyler's um one piece uh book club podcast piecemeal coming out every other monday check it out um as for myself uh you can reach me at jcavs j-a-y-c-a-l-v-e-s that'll take you to twitter instagram all that stuff but you can mostly find me active on twitch.tv usually i stream every wednesday nights where available but you know sometimes you can just kind of find me wherever you find me whenever i have a free time so stay tuned um if you would be so kind as to leave a rating and review on your podcast service of choice, we would be oh so humbled and endeared. Um, but specifically, if it would, if you could be so kind, we would love it if you were to give us a four-star rating for the Gohan Ball, which is just now becoming highly relevant <laughs> for the Go for the Gohan Lunch, which is now resting in Goku's tum tum. Oh no, it's resting in his forehead. It's in his head. Yeah, resting in his forehead. <laughs> 
God. We might see it in the next episode, but in case we don't, we we require you. We are leaning on you, listeners. Please, give us the Gohan. This has been Destructo Discourse, and we're having a good time. Woo! We are almost done. Don't you see that even when you're gone, I pray I'll get to see you. Idiots. He's the only idiot around here.